Good morning. Welcome to Devotions for Worship. It is Thursday, April 9th, and we begin by remembering our baptism. In Titus 3, verse 5, it says that God saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. So this baptism is a washing of regeneration. It it makes us fresh and alive. It renews us. And so we hold on to that confidence, remembering our baptism, making the sign of the cross and saying, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to you be all glory and honor today and every day eternally. We rise from sleep and are reminded that one day we will rise from death because of your salvation. We make our beds and remember that you make all things new. This morning we'll confess our Christian faith using Luther's explanation of the third article of the Creed from his small catechism. I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. All through this week, we are meditating on Psalm 91. Uh, Whether or not you are working on memorizing it, this is going to be the focus of our, our, our devotion today. Psalm 91 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall by your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him, because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation." These uh, verses here in the middle, uh, kind of 7 through, uh, through 10, uh, remind us uh, that this protection that God gives us, it, it's all-encompassing. So he says, a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. 
Um, now, some people have, have taken this to mean that nothing bad is ever going to happen to you. And, and I, I've come to this before. That is not the message of the scriptures. That is not the experience of God's people. God's people often suffer just like everyone else, except in this, that we have hope knowing that this life is temporary, that this life is uh, penultimate. It's kind of the second to the last thing, and that there is an ultimate life that, that has invaded this life, that God is given us eternal life that has already begun in us now, and nothing can snatch that away from us. So that even if everything completely falls apart in our earthly lives, we know that we have something waiting for us afterwards so that we can live in this life with hope and confidence. So that when things start falling apart, we can look with our eyes and know that in the end, this is not going to harm us. Not ultimately. Now, there is this line in here in verse 8 that says, you will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. And some people will look at that and say, aha, this coronavirus thing, it's coming to us because of the wickedness of our country. And, the, and they will have their own favorite wicked things that they will mention as the cause of, uh, of this disease coming upon us. Again, that just doesn't fit with what the scriptures teach us. Uh, there's a time when Jesus met a blind man and, and his disciples asked, Hey, Master, who, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus says, It wasn't that the man sinned or that his parents sinned. You know, there, there, there is this sense that, that the brokenness of the world is a, is a, a reflection of our sinful condition. And that there is a sense that the brokenness of the world is a consequence of our sin. But these broken moments are also opportunities for the glory of God to be shown. They are opportunities for God's mercy and grace, his ultimate mercy and grace, to be made known. So, when we, when we start looking at the world, we're not going to look to a sign, you know, this is why this is happening. It's happening because we live in a fallen world. And sin has infected everything, even you and me. And so our hope and confidence isn't in being better than everybody else. It's in what God has done for us, how he has rescued us, how he has covered us, how, how he has defended us in so many different ways. So it goes on, it says, Because you have made the Lord your refuge. He, he says, because you have the same hope that I have in this God who rescues and redeems us. And we know that rescue and redemption through his Son, our Savior Jesus. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. We know that his redemption is at work even in the midst of our sickness. And so when there is plague, when there is evil that is afoot in the world, we live with peace and confidence because even though we're going to experience some of that, that suffering at the end, our confidence in Christ is so much greater than anything that the world can do to us that, that we live in peace. 
In fact, in Romans, it says that these present sufferings that we are experiencing are not worthy to be compared to the glory that's being revealed to us in Christ Jesus. And a day will come when all of the difficulties and all of the sadness and sorrow will, will just be wiped away. And we're going to know that God brought us through and his salvation was secure the whole time. As we pray today, we want to pray for, for families. So let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for the gift of family. Uh, it's where we got our start. And uh, some of our families, they're kind of broken. Some of them ha are, are, are difficult. And we pray, Lord, that you would be in the midst of those, those relationships to bring healing, to bring peace. We pray, Lord, for um, husbands and wives, that you would bless their relationship and that, that you would help them in their commitment to walk together in faith and hope and love where you have blessed them with, with children, we pray that you would help them to be good parents and that you would help them to be able to be good witnesses to their children. And we pray, Lord, for the families of our congregations, of all of our brothers and sisters in Christ, that they could be good witnesses to their friends and in their neighborhoods. And we ask, Lord, that uh, you, you would use our families to be places where children, families, neighbors, experience your grace and the love of Christ. We ask these things in Jesus' name, and we pray as Jesus teaches us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. God bless your day. Go in his peace. Know that he is with you always. And I hope that you'll come back and join us for a devotion again here this evening.